Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and the most helpful leaders in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb, I am. Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And today we are going to hit you right smack in your dreams. We're going to tell you how to climb the corporate ladder of success and how to succeed in business by really working smart as well as hard. Now, I know that thousands of listeners, including you, most likely have been there. You've crossed the threshold into some massive, impersonal business organization. You're given a number, an ID tag, a cubicle, and no introductions to anyone around you. So what do you do? Well, you get yourself set on the launching pad because we are going to get you off your plateau on up your meteoric rise, right up to respect and the corner office. And best of all, you get to keep your enthusiasm and sanity and fun right along with your ambition. So, whether you are the, the new kid on uh, the world's largest bank taking customer service calls dreaming of greater rank and riches, like Tyrell, or you're the newly elected CEO of a massive major utility who has just labored uh, for this one firm all his life, like Dave, pull up your chair a little closer and partake of our feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. (laughs) And since you've no time to waste, let us waste no time on your rising career. Let's get right into our first ignition switch. Number one, and as it always does, it begins with your attitude. Now, just just think for a moment. What's actually happening in this corporate hive that you've entered? You're you're stepping in each morning to a room full of uh, some new people that you haven't met, uh, some you slightly know, each with a strange, interesting mission that is also related to yours somehow. And yeah, depending on how you look at that, this this could be a cocktail party filled with opportunities. Take that attitude. Something. Interesting is going on here. All these people are just people. They've got hopes and dreams. And why? And that's what you want to explore and have the fun with. And the second attitude to avoid, the blunder to avoid, is the cutthroat. These people say, business is cutthroat. Actually, being cutthroat is a total waste of time because it's built on the very mistaken idea that for me to rise, you must fall. And frankly, Scarlett, in business, who cares about you? Stop the comparisons. Comparisons are kiss of death. Get on with you. You're the important one. So do what you need to do and let the others fall in there in your marvelous wake. And I, I really mean that. This is It's not cutthroat. Others may be, but you can't waste your time on that because you're too busy taking care of your own. And attitude number two, the best thing you can possibly do is to center your whole mind and energies on improving and selling the two products of your corporation. And by that I mean every corporation really has two products. Number one is the the, the widgets the company makes, what they make and sell. And the second product is the company itself, which is a valued entity, 
and you're, you want to see them go forward as well as the widgets go out the door profitably. So this really is why you're here. This is why you're hired, to enhance both those products. So let that visibly be your only concern. And yes, you have ambition. But I've got to tell you, my friend, naked ambition is the ugliest thing in all business. It is best to cloak it in a love of hard work and concern for the company. People who are seen as that are seen as givers. And that's what you, how you want to be seen. And that's how you want to be. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, with all that temptingly tasteful nosh at today's Feast of Wisdom. Allow me to fill my duties now as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering today's feast. And first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask... Will this be the day that you take the risk and get to know someone new? You learn what they do and perhaps even their dreams and some common ground? Or will you continue to just pour out your greedy needs to those you see as enviable in high position? <laughs> the choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter, so let me grab hold of the 101 Best Business Quips book this time, and here we have it. Okay, there you are. This is number 71. Three things you cannot cover up. Your true intentions, your attitude toward your employees, and products that tend to catch fire. (laughs) Actually, this, this quip is in honor of the Bavarian Motor Works, BMW, who is currently recalling a million cars to fix the engines that somehow seem to combust. And they're doing it very well. And so my question to you is, what? how well are you trying to fix your own intentions and your attitude toward your employees? Hmm? And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of 101 Best Business Quips or the exquisitely cleverly titled 102 Best Business Quips. And you'll find, really, that when you get them, you're you're going to be the center of jovial attention as you fire off laughable bon mots to your fellow chain gangers at work. And the third utensil... Uh, we now sumptuously spoon out to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who suggested do one thing every day that scares you. Those words were spoken by none other than America's really brave and venturesome first lady, Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt. So stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at bartsbooks.com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind, soul, and career-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And so, with our utensils in hand, turn back with me to your career, uh, and let's 
see how we're going to lift you from the cubicle to the corner office. All right, and now that you've got your attitudes in place and you're moving right, it's time for you, uh, as a member of this corporation, to explore everywhere. Now, now, think for a moment. If you found yourself in the Grand Canyon, or if you found yourself in the Palace of Versailles with a museum, you'd explore every bloody nook and cranny of the place. Well, your corporation is just as fascinating, and for you, infinitely more profitable. I'm suggesting that you learn everyone in your department and then branch out. Wander over to other offices. Introduce yourself so they didn't introduce you when you came there. Rise up from your swivel chair and walk, my friend. Uh, Read the report and the directory. Wander over to the folks in other places. And uh, now... And the other thing you should do, visit the factory. What you're trying to do here is get a good picture of the entire vertical idea of your firm. That is from the suppliers right up to the manufacturer, the processing, the distribution right out the door through the clients. And you were going to talk more about getting to know clients. But a, uh, a couple of exploration tips uh, as you're running around sort of spreading yourself to others. Do it, do it with a little bit of subtlety and, and both kind and cleverness. First, carry a notebook. And I don't mean a little iPhone that you've got your nose buried in. Carry a notebook and write down the names of people and any little facts uh, about them. And let them, let you be, let yourself be seen jotting things down when they speak. People love that. You're, it's like an interview. Uh, also, Read the annual reports and then go to the people uh, with whom you have a question. Give them your card. Get, uh, this is networking. You're within the business, but it, it, you've got to network there just as much as outside. And when you're talking to people, uh, I think probably the best thing uh, – I've seen this done by John Riley, who uh, is now the, the CEO – of uh, Pepco Holdings, he he would uh, ask each person what is the hardest part of their job, and he then he would ask, how do you think my department can help? How do you think someone can help ease your burden? You're you're making a connectivity here, and that's all part of your exploration. You're finding where you fit in and what you're doing. And all right. So now that you're you're sort of you're feeling your way, you're getting to know things around. Let's talk about those folks around you. Playing profitably with coworkers is an absolute must. And the first thing I, I have I was thinking about this, and I jotted down the the first word that came to mind was praise. What you really want to do is find out other people's skills and histories, and give them praise. When you introduce them to somebody else, don't introduce them uh, by their rank. Say, this is Joe, uh, who really saved our bacon over there in distribution when he came up with that new time motion study. Say that. Then tell them the name and rank. What you've just done is passed on his abilities. And believe me, Joe is going to remember that. Uh, the other thing is never, never cease to send personal thank you notes. And I'm, you may think that's old-fashioned, but my friend, never 
underestimate the power of a brief thank you note. You don't have to send hearts and flowers, but just a little nice job on the blank, 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 John. Boom. And the other thing you want to do with your coworkers is here you are, you're, you're moving yourself around, flinging yourself at, at the, your fellow wage slaves. Uh, connect others' people. Offer, uh, say you two should meet. It's a great thing you can do by email. Say, uh, Tiffany, uh, he, uh, I'd like you to meet Tiffany, who is one of the top marketer people in our firm. I'd like you to meet Irving, who is whose sales records and sales potential are undeniable, or whatever. A praise for each. Send it off, and just uh, it shows that you that you value the people around you. You want to be seen as someone who values those around you. And the best way to be seen is to actually take the value, take the interest, take the time. And the final thing that I would, remember I said this before, I said, rise up from your swivel chair and walk. Well, this time, what I'm talking about is email. For inter-office, don't email, walk together. I had... <laughs> I had a friend who was the head toxicologist at Exxon named Rick McKee. He would actually he'd see these emails flowing back, and he would walk to the office. He'd grab one fellow by the hand and say, um, Irv, come with me. And he'd take him over, and he'd say, he'd say, you two, stop emailing and talk to each other. For, and I think it's a great that's a great management technique, by the way. But for you, it, it saves, first of all, it saves you time to hash things out in person. And again, you're getting your face out there. Does this sound like a little bit like you're promoting yourself? Well, yes, it is. But you're also finding and exploring and taking in the real fun part of your company. It, it, uh, Self-promotion is, uh, is not all labor. It's bound to be fun. A couple of other things along that with other people. I always think it's a marvelous idea to be the celebrator. And I... I Yes, remember birthdays. But when something happens, when something gets done, you're the one who makes the announcement of it, spreads the word, puts a little poster on by your cubicle, praising others and so forth who have done something, or just the, the the stocks up, hooray, whatever. And it shows it shows an interest. It shows a, a dedication of the firm, and it's fun. Uh, the other thing is, I'm, I'm going to tell you what a one uh, my, my first managing editor did in the very first magazine I worked for. His name was Herb Ballinger, and he would share every night, no matter how tired he was, around the close of business day, he'd call up one or two people, and by then it was then it was the phone. But do this by email. He would say, "Jim, here's a here's an idea," or "I just read this," or "Here's a book," and he would share with other people. Just a quick thing, and I got to tell you, Herb never had any trouble getting his phone calls taken because he was the share. So that's those are just some thoughts about playing with others. And uh, you want to be seen as a giver in the resource, and those are some ways to do it. All right, now let's move on down to getting in to work. Uh, this is uh, a hard uh, – but before we do, I must admit – the I I'm looking uh, up ahead of me and I'm seeing that uh, some people are coming onto the show. So 
If you have new listeners, if you've just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it and this and all our episodes by visiting theartofthecEO.com. We're on both internet and public stations, but the easiest way to find all our episodes is just visit theartofthecEO.com. Now, uh, with that uh, announceful task out of our way, let's get down to work, your work. And uh, obviously, people have told you that you have to work hard. But uh, we talked earlier about working smart. I think it's important to not just put your head down and grind away. With every task you're given, find out what they really, really want from this report, this project, this task. In other words, when I, they, why was it commissioned? Who said we need this? If someone said the lawns on this place, we really need some landscaping. This place looks awful. Find out who did it, why they wanted to have it done. I mean, it's, it's for as basic as that. Why did they want to have the the time study made for distribution? What is uh, they're asking you to gather the numbers? What is it for? What's the problem in distribution? Go and ask the people to who they're uh, why you're doing this. What's it for? It shows interest on your part, but it also is going to give you a little boost because it makes you realize your value of what you're doing for the people. It's it's a simple thing to do, but I think a lot of us forget it. And another part of your work is while you're laboring through your particular jobs and all those marvelous things assigned to you, I think one of the sharpest things you can do is to find one corner of information and make yourself the expert on it. Uh, you, for instance, you, you might be the lady who knows the history of all our marketing efforts and who tried them and how effectively they worked and what the sales were. You've got this, these stats all tucked away in your head. You become the go-to person for that. It's just sort of get, get gets passed around the office that if you want to know, Linda's the one who's got that information. She's the one who, for some reason, seems to be interested in it. And this is going to set you up as the resource in one particular field. You can't do it everywhere, but it's nice to be that go-to person. And uh, while we're at uh, finding separate little jobs, this one is from George Wirtz, who's the CEO of Soundview Paper. This is one of his favorites, and I, and I love to pass this along to you. Volunteer to take the dirtiest job that nobody wants. And it's... It's, it's a great idea because, first of all, no one is touching it. Your, uh, any success at all is going to shine great credit on you. There is So when you're at work, remember where you're leading and how, you, of course, you want to do your, your job well. But take those other things. Try the volunteering and see, where, see what it does for you. All right. Now, uh, with that, um, well, shall we say, with that, uh, with your interest all peaked in your sense of ambition all set on the upward path, I think it's time to take a power pause and partake, uh, well, a brief survey from our Feast of Wisdom to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is 
Leadership USA, the company that is sagaciously devoted to unleashing human potential. Now, imagine, if you will, you're sitting at a table of top business masters. These are the real players. These are the, the guides and mentors who literally get blank checks from Fortune 100 CEOs across the, blow, uh, the globe. Now, let's, let's continue the fantasy. Imagine that they're talking to you and you're part of this special club where these folks come to you and these world-class profit-making mentors come to you and your whole staff sharing their wisdom in nice half-day seminars and the best this is the best possible training you can afford in fact you couldn't have afforded it until you get with leadership usa that's what they're doing for you and as a club member you get to find what seminars are produced you and you can bring what you need to yourself to your company and the leaders it is leaders helping leaders so if you would like to grow in career fulfillment simply latch on to leadership usa and if you have an interest you can contact this station uh or you may visit uh that's info at bartsbooks.com or you, uh, if you would like to go to one of their initial warm-up parties that uh, or to give you an idea of, of how the whole system works, just visit leadershipusa.com. All right. And speaking of enlightening leadership, why not uh, grab your career goals right now and take aim at the leadership positions that you're looking for as we continue to offer you some tips and assistance for climbing the corporate ladder that is right in front of you and challenging. So let's get right to, let's go up to the top while we're, while we're looking up and let's start dealing with bosses and superiors. And uh, again, I have a, an, it begins with an attitude adjustment. Your, be they board members, CEO, or your immediate boss, they are they are equals to you in every way. It is only their rank, not themselves, that are higher than you. They are. It is not their rank that ma- that makes them higher than you. They are not higher than you. However, that said, you're going to treat your boss and everyone just as you treat others with utmost respect. Everyone has some ability, and you, regardless if you think of them as a total Dilbertian doofus, it doesn't matter because they are they have some power and they have some ability, and it's your idea to find that and and uh, give it give it the basic respect that you give anyone who is laboring on in the yoke right beside you. So the first thing that I, I would say, and once you've got your attitude set is you want to seek the aid of of higher-ranked people. And I'm talking about specific aid, specific problems. You you don't want to present yourself as, oh, God, I'm so confused. Ah." No, that that just sort of makes you look like, uh, well, a bit of a dork and and, and not uh, the sharpest pencil in the box. But if, if you have a specific problem that you'd like some help on, uh, take and take those uh, problems to the head of the department. If take your distribution quandaries to the head of distribution, get your investor profile personally from the CFO. Make an appointment to get him. And this, by the way, is a perfect introduction for you. And it's a nice little time to drop in that uh, suggestion. And while you're at it, we, um, 
personal with these people, not chummy. Let's be real. No one likes people who rub up against them in a in an obsequious way. But the best way to, to, to get to know anyone is to drop a few intriguing hints about your personal life. What do you do that's interesting? You may want to mention that you, uh, last weekend when you were rock climbing, you came home uh, and you started work on this project. Oh, you rock climb. You might be something, it may not be so dramatic, it may be just something searching for common ground. And you may have already looked up and uh, the interests of that individual and found that common ground, but that just shows that you are exquisitely clever, my friend. Oh, yes, you are. And, uh, and of course, you want to ask your boss uh, for help um, because you want your boss, to, your immediate superior, to always know what you're doing. It prevents credit stealing. If he knows you're working on the XYZ report, uh, no one else is going to take credit for it because he has, he has heard of your labors. Simple as that. But I think the best, one of the best uh, tricks you can do to, to deal with your superiors is to ask your boss for a performance review preemptively. In other words, don't wait for the ax to fall because it is June 30th and everyone gets reviewed then. No, Go into your boss, uh, particularly after you've done something well uh, or that you've just labored hard over, and ask, take them to lunch. Ask them how you would assess my job thus far. I want to make sure I'm doing things right. Have I got What have I got on target? Uh, I know one fellow who was a, a, he was a brilliant editor. His writing was a, it was great. They loved his articles. And he found out, because he did exactly this, he found out that they said, you're really great, but you're a terrible dresser and you've got to dress better because you're going out and interviewing all these people. And so, he, he, first of all, it was some good, solid advice and it, it stood him uh, in very good stead, I assume, in, in his career. Uh, when he told me, he, he, did, <laughs> he did sort of spiffy up a bit. But uh, the the big thing is that not only can you get real hints, but it shows, again, your concern. And while you're doing this, this is the perfect platform. You've taken the boss to lunch. You've asked for their critique of your performance, a performance critique and any ideas they have. Meanwhile, so it's tit for tat. This is the great platform for you to express your marvelous suggestions and ideas uh, at the end of the session, thank you very much. But be sure that this that you take it that advantage. And a few other quickies while we're on the, the things of the boss. They, uh, I've always loved these. These are favorites. First of all, dress like your superiors. Let them be your dress code. And the second is attend the professional organizations that your uh, that the upper echelon belong to. You get to meet the people, and you get to meet them in another atmosphere. All righty. So now. There are. Let's get to back to some down to some specific situations. And uh, for one, let's let's talk about uh, well the uh, the meetings. Meetings are something that go on all over your work and uh, you. But remember, decisions get made in meetings, and the other good thing about meetings is that they are there. This is your chance to show your marvelous self. So the two things I would say with meetings is, number one, uh, 
if you have an agenda, look at it. Write down, uh, just scribble down a couple of comments that you want to say. If you can look at your notes, uh, a few notes that you've taken. Just have, this is five or ten minutes before the meeting, and you have, it'll make you sound so much more cogent rather than getting up and sort of stumbling around for words. The other thing is, I've always felt it's sort of best if you're the one who brings something special, a way of food, or. Uh, to the meeting. That's always fun. And that's also the time, by the way, to stock up on your one-liner jokes or your quotes or something like that. It's a great time. You've got a little thing to announce. Now, we have to rush off. I'm afraid we're coming to the end, but I'm going to I, I, I can't leave without getting into office politics. We know they're there. I, it's like the old cartoon that I saw once. It, I loved it. It shows a man and a woman entangled in bed. And he, he turns to the, the lady and says, you know, I just hate office politics. Take, for instance, your husband. <laughs> anyway, it's a silly idea, but they, they are they, there are fights that come on. First of all, I, the only, best way to, I say, choose your allies and neglect your enemies. You are the one who puts things positive and forward. So when, when a fight goes on or there's maneuvering going on, you don't choose sides. You don't attack anyone because that it makes you suspect, well, boy, he's a hatchet man. He could come after me. No, you, don't, you, you, you pick the sides that you think is going to win, uh, and you just... You support the one that you believe in, and your support is always, as we said, in favor of what's best for the company. So, much more to be said like that. We're going to have to carry that one on a little longer, but uh, on another show, another time. So, I'm afraid we must round out today's feast. I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotations, and that is, who said, wise men speak because they have something to say, fools speak because they have to say something. (laughs) I love it. And as a hint, this student of the great Socrates wrote his learned lessons well, both in and out of his cave. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing, igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. Be sure to tune in next week also because we are going to take a look at the rugged individualistic pathways of consulting. We're going to explore the very intriguing and very successful story of Al Sagaris, who uh, really launched from the very beginning in the consulting field. He gained a desirable knowledge, and he's going to share it with you how you can make your way in that very same industry. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, it always amazes me how an identification tag makes you more invisible. Fascinating. <laughs> and to you, Gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. This has been a great day. And and I and remember, you can download this on all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally to you, you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it's been a privilege. I thank you.